0: Well, good evening. My name is Wade Nallon, and this is my beautiful wife, Betsy.
1: Thank you. (laughs)
0: And in 12 days, on May 22nd, we will celebrate 35 years of marriage. Now, did I score or what? Well, Betsy is from Minnesota, and I'm from Fort Worth, and we actually met through a women's Bible study in Dallas.
1: He is so sneaky. Sneaky. My small group leader, a friend of Wade's, pulled me aside and asked me uh, three deep theological questions. Do you water ski, snow ski, and play tennis? I said yes. She said, "Uh, you must meet Wade Nowlin. That evening, she called Wade and said, I found her. So a few, uh, few months later, and the rest is history.
0: Our hope this evening is that our story will be an encouragement to you through some lessons that God has and continues to teach us. While we set out with intentionality and high hopes of what we thought our marriage and family would look like, that was not always God's plan. Tonight, we'd like to share a couple of challenges during our marriage and leave you with great hope.
1: Though marriage started out with smooth sailing, after a couple of years, we realized we had set sail on a journey of infertility. Over the next four to five years, I had many medical procedures, including five surgeries. Is this bothering you all? Because I hear a sound, so I'm sorry. For me, infertility became a part-time job. My expectations going into marriage were that we would get pregnant right away once we started trying. Early on, I had a diagnostic laparoscopy and was diagnosed with a severe case of endometriosis. However, the doctor did feel like some medical procedures would increase my chances of getting pregnant. This led to a period of many decisions regarding infertility treatments and surgeries. As a result, we struggled with fear of the unknown and being overwhelmed with options of expensive medical procedures. I fought discouragement, loneliness, the physical impact of five surgeries, and the grief each month because I was not pregnant. Not to mention... Sorry. Not to mention insensitive words for mothers, such as, you can practice being a mom by keeping my kids, or at least you can have fun trying to get pregnant. We had a choice to make. Infertility was either going to drive a wedge in our relationship and push us apart or we could choose to draw close to God and therefore draw close to each other. A wedge in a relationship can often look like resentment, blame, self-pity, isolation, hurt, anger, all causing marital strife. When these thoughts and emotions began to rear their ugly head, we cried out for God's help. We knew we couldn't control when or whether we would ever have a family, but we learned we could control our reactions and our attitudes. 1 Peter 5, 7 says, Cast all your anxiety on him. Because he cares for you.
0: Well, after four years, we decided to look into adoption. Besides, I thought, doesn't pursuing adoption relieve pressure and help you get pregnant? When we finished the paperwork, we were told that we would hopefully have a baby within one year. I was thinking, oh, that's plenty of time for us to get pregnant. Three weeks later, the phone rang. And we were surprised to hear from the agency that our first daughter was soon to be born. It was a wonderful experience to finally become parents. My family plan was to have two kids, one being a son, as if I could plan that. You might have picked up on my focus here was on my plan. Well, our experience was so positive with this adoption agency, we decided to use them again for our second child. Three years later, not one word from the agency. However, out of the blue, I got a call from an attorney who did adoptions and wanted to meet us. Soon after we met, he said he had a birth mother for us to meet. Our meeting went really well. And so we prayed about it and decided to move forward. Then I got a call from the attorney that they had done a sonogram, and it was a girl. But wait, I wanted a son. Once again, it was all about my expectations. After much prayer, we moved forward and adopted our second daughter, and within weeks, I had lost all interest in having a son. I could not, we could not have been more excited about our two wonderful daughters. Our lives were full and our family was complete. Almost three years later, I had a very uneasy feeling about what might be going on with Betsy. Nothing had been said between the two of us. There's no way she could be pregnant Given her condition and the fact that we were over 40, long story short, and to our shock and amazement, the Lord proved he is still in the miracle business. Betsy was pregnant and gave birth to our third daughter several months later. So one of the main things we've learned from this is that our good plan often isn't God's best plan. When faced with hardship, are we living in fear? Or are we willing to su- surrender everything? Trust God and His plan. 2 Corinthians twelve nine says, My grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness so that Christ's power may rest on me. So in summary, in my mind... Our first child was going to be biological. The second child was going to be a boy. And there wasn't going to be a third child. This was the ultimate lesson about my will versus God's will. We are so thankful for our amazing three daughters and how God used infertility to strengthen our marriage. Well, our family continues to grow And we now have a wonderful son-in-law and two precious grandchildren. And there they are.
1: As we move into our second area of challenge, um, several weeks ago I had a strong sense to journal about my 2022 journey. I wanted to do this to remember God's goodness in the midst of suffering. He has taught us so much. A couple of weeks later, Mandy asked if we would share it, Reengage. Amazing timing.
0: Well, it was last summer, 2022. <clears throat> Life was great. Our nest was empty. The upcoming year was full of exciting things time with family, travel, and involvement with three ministries. It was a typical hot July day when a friend called and said, let's get our wives and go to Colorado and get away from this heat. Shortly thereafter, our our trip was booked for the second week of August. In the meantime, Betsy had noticed a large mass in her lower abdominal area. She was overdue for an annual physical, but thankfully we were able to get an appointment within a few days. Within a week or so, she had seen four doctors, all of whom were concerned and said this mask should be removed and diagnosed as soon as possible. So, instead of hiking, fishing, playing pickleball in Colorado, we went to Houston and spent nine days at MD Anderson. On August the 12th, after five hours of surgery, Betsy was di- diagnosed with ovarian cancer. All right, thank you. All right, due to the hospital's COVID protocols, I couldn't have anybody with me. I had to receive this diagnosis alone. When the surgeon left the room, I collapsed on the floor in tears. This news stopped me in my tracks. It rocked my world. I had so looked forward to this season of life with Betsy. But now my wife had cancer. Would have to undergo chemo. And frankly, I I didn't know if I'd have a wife this time next year. The next few days were the hardest days of my life. I was staying in the hotel alone. Spent 13 hours 13-hour days in a dark hospital room with a wife who could hardly talk. I was not able to sleep, eat, or communicate much with others due to a lack of emotional strength. Then one morning, I woke up, and God gave me a new perspective. I get to go love and serve my wife today. The burden began to lift, and I could now face this day. I was strengthened by encouragement from family and friends through prayers, worship songs, and many verses such as Isaiah 41.10. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. The Lord had given me the gift of today, and I did not want to reject it by choosing to fear tomorrow.
1: Cancer? Me? I had enjoyed an active lifestyle, felt great, and had a ton of energy. This was a complete shock. These things happened to other people. I was living in the false reality that these things would not come knocking at my door. When I woke up from surgery, my physical recovery from a complicated surgery became even more complicated when I discovered I had no use of my right leg. It would not move. The surgery was so extensive that my nerves were impacted. So I not only had cancer, but I could not walk. So now back in Dallas, my PT sat down with me and he asked me what my goals were. And I said, well, first to walk, then to be able to snow ski, water ski, and other activities. He said, well, we've got some work to do. So from last September to December 2022, I worked extremely hard doing PT for my leg. I had six rounds of chemo. I lost my hair, which to be honest, I loved my hair. And I'm waiting for it to grow back. Yes, this is a wig. Honey, you've always said that hair is overrated. (laughs) Come on. And now, frankly, and now living with the unknowns that cancer brings. Certainly my expectations at this point are to live a long life and head into empty nesting with vibrant physical health. Enjoy my adult kids and precious grandchildren. Quality time with family and friends and to be involved in wonderful ministry opportunities. Were all my dreams dashed? Whew, this is harder than I thought. Now what I'm ready to sh- getting ready to share is what I'm most passionate about, where the rubber meets the road. It's as if God is saying to me, Betsy, are you willing to surrender your life and your plans? Are you willing to trust me? It says in Isaiah 43:5, fear not, for I am with you. So remember, Betsy, I love you with an everlasting love that never fails. There is no end to God's love for us. God is 100% trustworthy, no matter what you're facing today. In fact, God says, when you trust me with every bit of your circumstances, then you will find closeness with me. I mean, intimacy with God, the creator of the universe. It's amazing. One of the most helpful things I've learned, and I'm still learning, is to get my eyes off the circumstances and stop ruminating and dwelling on negative thoughts and instead remind myself of his promises and his character. It is then that I find myself truly anchored in him. He is the firm foundation. When I find myself in need of wisdom in the midst of challenging circumstances, I have found a couple things to be paramount. First, God's word. This is his love letter to each one of us. His truth that never fails. And secondly, the gift of community of believers all around us has been hugely helpful and encouraging. The enemy wants us to live in isolation, distraction, confusion, and chaos. But when we trust God, he gives us the opposite. He gives us hope. He gives us peace. He gives us joy. And I'm telling you, the last many months, I have been so surprised by joy. It's It's so true. And wisdom in the midst of all of our circumstances. He is so unbelievably generous with his wisdom, he says, and reminds us in James 1:5. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. He promises to give us peace. Isaiah 26.3 says, You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you.
0: These challenges have made our lives richer than ever. As you've heard, God has been teaching me what it means to let go and loosen the grip of control on my life. And this challenge took it to a whole new level. Truly, I had to start living one day at a time. He is showing me that life is not mine to figure out. It's not even appropriate to try. And I cannot carry the weight of this anymore, nor am I supposed to. These are great opportunities to lean in and trust Him and opportunities for which we can be thankful Trust is the channel through which his peace flows into us. Thankfulness lifts us above our circumstances. Once again, the blessing of children and faithfulness and enjoyment with the Lord in our empty nest years are good things. But we want to encourage you to look for God's best to inform your lives rather than pursuing your own plans and trying to control the outcome. Well, regarding Betsy's health, we went back to MD Anderson last Monday, and we are delighted to share with you that her cancer is now in remission.
1: <laughs> we
0: we realize this is a long journey and the news can change any time as she is being tested regularly over the next 5 years. This all has helped us, really helped us, love each other, appreciate each day that we have, and it is a great opportunity to glorify the Lord regardless of the outcome. So, so we continue to trust God, we're thankful for what He is doing in our lives, and we thank you for the opportunity to share our journey.